Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 53 of Casting the Net. In today's episode, the guys begin a multi-part series on the sacraments. And in today's episode in particular, they talk about justifying comfort, how God works sacramentally in lots of different ways, and how the question isn't, how could the sacraments be? The question is, how can they not be? So enjoy the first episode in our multi-part series on the sacraments. We are casting the net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, Father Dave here with my co-host Rick, and we are casting the net. And Rick, I'm just going to catch up with you. How's, how's life it's on, been the, a while, on the other it? side? It's, it's been a minute, yeah. <laughs> on the busy side, <laughs> on the side in which you can't control your environment. Boy, ain't that the truth? I like my, you know, uh, my monastic uh, sort of habitat. That oh, I live that's in, right. I know that's not the case. Um, <laughs> you have your own battles to fight. But. You're very kind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to tell you, it's it's been. I mean, we're recording on a Monday, so I can't say it's been you know this week, but it's been about a week or ten days. Mm. Uh, Hanging out one, for your life. One of those stretches where I feel just a profound sense of gratitude oh. for for faith, the gift of faith, and, and the faith. And Tell I, me more. Well, I, said, I don't mean that in like a sentimental, kind of overly saccharine way. Well, if you do, I'm going to send you out. <laughs> and you're going to come back in. Right. I can know me better than that. <laughs> so what, but, uh, what, what's, uh, how, yeah, just, you've been touched by grace. Yeah, well, grace in terms of gratitude. Grace amidst the, um, the chaos of life, you know, huh. just like a perfect storm of, like crises is probably too strong of a word, but just, you know, challenges from kids, challenges from extended family, challenges from from pets, <laughs> challenges mm. from uh, from you know maintenance and upkeep of the home. Um, that has me reflecting. I, I think you know each of us has a different kind of psychological makeup, different constitution. Sure. I, I think I'm. I don't know why I haven't put my finger on this before, but I think I'm of the constitution that. If I wasn't a believer, if I wasn't a Catholic, yeah. the events of the past 10 days or so would have been enough to make me say, hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm done. You right. know, this is it. And I might be, I, I, whatever that means, I might be being a little bit hyperbolic, but uh, I, I would certainly be viewing the events of the last 10 or so days in a different light. Hmm. You know, we, we've talked about how hmm. faith is a theological virtue. Uh, really what it does is it helps you see the world and know the world the way God does mm. and, and see and know him the way mm. he knows himself. And, um, you know, conditioned by that virtue, not, 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 not immediately, not the first couple of days of the, this, this stretch, but, um, eventually I had moments of recollection where I saw these things for what they, they should be viewed mm. as, which is opportunities to grow in holiness. Yes. Um, and, you know, sort of moments of recognition that I am not called to have the cleanest house. I am not called to have the neatest yard. I'm not called to have, mm. um, you know, I'm not called to be the most esteemed person in the neighborhood. I'm called to be a saint and I'm called to help my wife become a saint and, wow. and my children become a saint. And if I am not viewing these challenges as, as occasions to, to usher that along, hmm. um, then, you know, that's what I'm going to be judged on ultimately. Hmm. 
how I either do or do not um, use, you know, the daily events of of life to yeah. to bring that vocation to fruition. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just uh, like I said, thankfulness for a worldview that that offers that sort of perspective. Wow. You know, and that's capable of transforming. Um, you know, these sorts of challenges into something, something meaningful, something, something valued. Mm. So in the midst of the struggle, uh, which is called daily living, by the way, but mm. it, it can be really be intense. I need not tell you Yeah. in the midst of it, <clears throat> a sense of perspective that the struggle itself was, was not the end as much as it was opportunistic. That's right. And the opportunity opportunity was to, uh, connect with God in the midst of the struggle. That's right. Right. And the intensity that that's, that's why the moments of recognition don't necessarily come immediately. That's why yeah. it might take some time, especially yeah. for somebody who needs time to process what's going on. Right. You know, but, uh, um, but you know, grace is mysterious and it works with, it works with our person, personality types. It doesn't destroy them. And eventually they, they, they do come. If mm. you, uh, if you're a, a pliable, if you consent to be a pliable, um, you know, malleable tool. Yeah. Yeah, it's just when you said the word crisis, um, the biblical meaning of that was brought out to me years ago when I read Karl Barth, who's the great hmm. Swiss Protestant um, theologian of the 20th century. I know he's a little controversial in some Protestant circles, but mm-hmm. um, he wrote... His, his, his one of his great works is his letter to the commentary and letter to the Romans, and in that, he he uses that very biblical word crisis, a crisis, mm-hmm. and draws attention to that word also meaning opportunity oh. in the world in which we live. So let's let's go back to worldview, right? Yeah. Worldview. So an ungodly worldview, or or a materialistic worldview, or all we can do is is. It, um, what we perceive is reality, and there's nothing more than that. Well, indeed, annoyances, disturbances, inconveniences are decisively negative, mm-hmm. and the task is to become comfortable, right. um, become sure, um, and if control the situation that I'm not able to control. That's right. If, if you're not comfortable, uh, then you do everything you can to change things so that you will be comfortable. That's exactly right. Including shirking something that's been that's been offered to you by God as as you said an opportunity. Absolutely. In in the in the ungodly worldview, uh, the means justify that end and the end is my comfort, right? Mm. And therefore I'm allowed to do whatever I really want to do. And and we see some of the egregious practices that are deemed as uh, permissible even by right. law. In our right. own culture, but it was Bart who drew my attention to that. In reading that commentary, many, many, my goodness, I probably read that twenty-five years ago. So I don't, I don't have it readily accessible. <laughs> but when you said that word, and then thought, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be melodramatic and overreact. It wasn't really a hmm. crisis. Well, from a biblical world point of view, it was. It sure was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, and that's it fascinating. Was like, yeah. uh, the poet, um, I think it's. Jam- Gerard Manley Hopkins, I think, I think, I don't know if it's Elliot or Hopkins, who talks about the inbreaking of God. That's, that's Hopkins. Is that yeah. Hopkins? Yeah. yeah. And I've always loved that. Yep. Right? It's not my breaking out to no. God, but God choosing 
to break in to my um, myself, my consciousness, yeah. my moment, uh, seeking to garner my attention so that I can recognize divine beauty, goodness, and truth and respond yeah. to it accordingly. And sometimes it's too much about me. And when it's too much about me, then my inconvenience and my discomfort and my disharmony and my disappointment, they reign supreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And moment of opportunity is lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hopkins, right? The world is charged with the, the grandeur yes, of God. Yes, yes. Uh, that, that divine inbreaking. Yes. Um, it's a nice segue to our topic tonight, actually. It sure is. The sacraments. Yeah. <laughs> Unscripted segue. How about that? To the let's, topic. Let's, let's stop there. It's the, <laughs> praise the praise the Lord Almighty. <laughs> it's not going to get any better than that tonight, folks. So. <laughs> I, I don't think it is. We'll, we'll I don't see think you it next is. Week. That's right. <laughs> we're going to do a sign off. Shortest, shortest episode quit, yet. Quit while we're ahead. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But no, surely... Um, it's it's the sacramental life, you know, the grace that comes to us through the sacramental life that, um, you know, that, that, that divine inbreaking, which, you know, fostered yeah. that sense of gratitude that I've yeah. experienced recently over the last mm. few days. Mm. I, I mean, there's there's no doubt of that. Yeah. Yeah. The sacramental life for us as Catholic Christians is predicated upon the conviction that God chooses to dispense his very presence and power in ordinary elements Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that are made possible through the repository of his church. Right. When we talk about sacraments. Which is, uh, you know, Vatican II speaks about the church being a sacrament as well. Yes. Not not one of the church herself. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's just another example of God using physical things to touch us, to heal us, yeah. you know, the cleansing of the human heart to borrow from, uh, from St. Augustine. Mm. Um, again, you know, there are, there are seven sort of ecclesiastic, ecclesiastically sanctioned, um, sacraments, but God works sacramentally in lots of ways. Yes. Traditionally, right. Yeah. Capital S. Right. Sacrament referring to the seven. I like to call them events. Mm. Events that are supercharged yeah. with divine uh, power versus, or not, not in contrast, but in comparison to these, um, the, the sacramentals or sacraments in a, in a lowercase s, where God's choosing um, to allow his grandeur mm. to permeate the world in which we live. And you just described some opportunities, which at first glance or first experience was hardly an opportunity (laughs) for the divine. Mm. And yet on further reflection, um, God mercifully and patiently sort of led you to him in the midst of what initially was something off-putting or negative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, what you said just now, speaks to or points to one of the one of the um profound profound elements of wisdom that that lie behind God establishing sacraments. Um it's it's really a nod to you know God establishing them. It's a nod to or an accommodation to our our humanity. You know, we are not it's 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 a common error, I think. Um I run into it a lot among Christians, this view that um human beings are are we're primarily souls. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, this kind of shabby 41-year-old body of mine is, 
just the it's it's not really me. It's it's just this encumbrance that I'm going to shed when I when I die, and that's when I'm finally going to start living. You know, that, mm. that's that's when I'm going to be really who mm. I am. Mm. I'm not really who I am now. Mm. Um, when in fact the church is is pretty consistently held that human beings are body soul compositions, composites, yes. unions. I'm not just a soul. If I was, I'd be an angel, and I'm not one of those. Um, and I'm not a body, not simply a body. If I didn't mm-hmm. have a soul, I'd be sort of this inert, you know, shapeless mass. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm a physical thing, though not just. And, and part of what it means to be a physical thing is to take in the world through my senses. Mm. You know, I, I, I smell it, I taste it, I touch it, and so forth. And so there's a real fittingness or a real appropriateness mm. to God choosing to use sacraments to uh, to reach us mm-hmm. the god of the universe who out of love plums uh, the depths of his created reality by coming becoming like us in all things but sin mm-hmm. i mean again further sanctifying uh, yeah. created reality which is its which he himself made yeah no absolutely and your, your point about the incarnation there is a is an apt one um and people ask, you know, why, why the sacraments? Like, why do we need this sort of mediation? Well, I mean, the incarnation is a, is a mediation. Mm-hmm. I mean, God uses a human nature to, to mediate what he wants to communicate to us. Scripture is a mediator. Mm-hmm. The church is a mediator. So, I mean, there are already all sorts of mediators in our, in our religious lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, sacraments, the, the fact that God would establish them and use them— um, is already perfectly in line with how he operates toward us anyway. Yeah, quite quite frankly, the question isn't how could the sacraments possibly be? The question is how could they not be? Yeah, that's a fair point. And um, we, we see that evidenced in exactly the way that you just unfolded. So with that, God chooses, and again, to to infuse his presence and power. So this isn't just an instructive moment, hmm. this is a profound encounter. Yeah. And there are seven of these, and I used that word earlier, event, and I and here's why I use that word. I, I've never seen it anywhere else. I guess if I if I were to write an article in sacramental <laughs> theology, I, I would I would posit this and probably wouldn't be accepted by the journals. <laughs> Set back to right, right. back to center. Right. <laughs> Remedial courses. Remedial courses. <laughs> you need to get a theology degree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I say that because there's a there's a blind spot or there's a danger that we have as Catholics. Hmm. There's a danger. And we don't have to be afraid of the danger. It's blind spot. That's a better image. We just have to be aware of this. Be aware of this. That sometimes the way we speak about the sacraments can be misunderstood as quantity hmm. that can somehow be accumulated. Yeah. So if I do more sacrament, I get more grace. Yeah. The church was very concerned about this in a variety of ways. And one of those ways that comes to my mind is she puts a prohibition on the reception of Holy Communion hmm. to prevent the faithful from misconstruing and understanding. If, well, if I go to two masses on Sunday, that's better. If I receive communion two times in a day, yeah. that's better than one. And three is better than two. And 10 is better <laughs> than nine. And the next thing we know, we're running from communion line to communion line. 
without any awareness and intentionality of encountering the living God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think in that sense at least your 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 conception of an event or your idea of an event is uh is is a helpful one um maybe just recalling sort of the jewish roots of our sacramental theology you know the way the jews understood passover as not merely a ritual mm. but you know on some level those events of the past being made present yes. at, at the moment of their gathering. Yes. What's the technical word? Anemnesis, right? Yeah, that's right. Isn't that the Greek word? I think that's right. It's close. Y- yeah. <laughs> We're in the ballpark. <laughs> but, but not merely a remembering, but almost a re-presenting, mm-hmm. entering, entering into that um, experience that was previous and yet is able to be what... Um, Sensed um, in the moment, yeah, in a mysterious um, way that, yeah, sensed in the moment. That, that's a great way of putting it. Let's yeah. leave it there. But yeah, so maybe maybe having that um, that that sort of Jewish conception working in the background can can help us out with that. That's excellent. So, friends, we're going to continue to talk about sacraments. So this is going to be the first of a series of episodes where we're going to delve more deeply into what the Catholic Church, which is what Christ himself has established a sacrament to be, why they matter, with a zoom lens on these seven particular moments or events that Christ himself, we believe, instituted, that this wasn't the invention of of a pope or a priest or a sister, or a religious leader, or a charismatic figure along the way, but rather um, with scriptural grounds, biblical biblical basis, uh, amplified through the practice of the church, these seven events, which are not, they're really not human events, right, Rick? I mean, they're really divine, divine events, events yeah. into which we're privileged to participate. Yeah. Or you could refer to them as divine human events. Divine uh, human just, events. Just, just another way of um, mirror, or another way in which they mirror the incarnation. Yeah. Right. I mean, Christ is not simply divine and he's not simply human. He's a divine. Yes. yes. He's the God man. Yes. But it's not a getting of grace, like an accumulation of chips right. or something like this, where it's a quantification. And we, we do have to be careful with that. There there's wild misconceptions. Mm-hmm. towards that with regards to the sacrament that there's a genuineness there's a authenticity there's a proper disposition that is required to be able to participate fully in all of these events right uh to speak of the sacraments that way would really be to try to quantify love or or to uh you know count out love which is you know the borders on the absurd right yeah boy that was you just you ended strong that was that was great. That was great. We're gonna stop it there. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. It's <laughs> you started drop. great. You started great. You had a mic drop early, and then we, um, in fear and trembling, we continued on from that Do- moment. Even matter. though we both knew it's not gonna get any better. <laughs> doesn't matter what happens between now and then. Right? Just... <laughs> but friends, we so uh, we so appreciate you again spending time with us, and we invite you into this this extended conversation that we're gonna enjoy about the sacraments of the church. He's Rick. I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest just um, 
trying to become better fathers through God's merciful love. We're casting the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net. 